and welcome to Narrative Live. I was going to say I'm Batman, but of course I can't pull that off. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to the uh, Spooktacular, our first ever Spooktacular. How's everyone doing today? I How feel you pretty doing, fucking good today. Uh, everyone's good. excited tonight. Everybody's excited tonight. This mask is really digging into my eyes, but it'll be interesting. Um, uh, uh, who should I introduce here? I don't even know who you all are. Uh, the person formerly known as LB, who are you tonight? I'm just that fly. You're just the fly. From Pence's head. <laughs> and, uh, you, and the famous morning L the fly conversations that you do. Oh, my God. Is that yeah, Mr. Soprano? I think it's Mr. Soprano over there. Has he taken Greg Oliar and replaced him with Mr. Soprano? It's Soprano because oh, we Soprano. live in fucking Jersey, not goddamn fucking Europe, for one thing. <laughs> Second of all, I'm not going to say who I am because then I would have to find you and fucking kill you. You understand? You, you know where I my am. Meaning? You know where I am. I'm in Gotham. You can always find me <laughs> yeah. in Gotham. Um, and it's good to have you here. We need a mafia expert, actually, because there's lots of mob conversation ice cream to be had. Is there one? There's an ice cream truck outside mm. my house. Oh, no, I don't hear I'm it. I'm going to mute it. Can you get us some? It is a party, after all. Eric, I'm not sure what you're dressed as today, except uh, uh, Eric? I'm, I'm dressed as a normal as a, as a normal American, able to have a, a, a conversation about local sports teams. Okay. And, there's, and the sports team is Canadian sports team. Is that no? That what is the team? Is that? Um, no, this is well. Actually, that, if you want to really get in my, my this is the the, the St. Louis Blues, and I'm really a Montreal Canadien guy. So oh, there, you there you go. Well, tonight's a special night. We're going to do. You're in weekend. Canada. You're in Canada. You got to know what I just said. I know. I know. I'm so bad at the 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 hockey, as I call it. But um, you know, I'm glad some people like it and play it. The hockey. <laughs> So tonight uh, we're going to celebrate some of the people who've been uh, working really hard for the last four years to try and expose Donald Trump, not in anticipation that Donald Trump's going to lose. We don't know that yet. We, we suspect he will. We hope he will. But we're not having that kind of celebration. But we are going to have to celebrate a bunch of our heroes over the last four years. You're some of them, of course, you're three of you. But uh, let me bring in someone else who's a big hero of mine and all of yours for telling everyone about coronavirus before anybody else did. Dina Grayson. Hello, how are you? Yay! <laughs> hey guys, Yay! thanks for having me on. Yay! It's so nice to see you. Woo! It's been a while. Actually, the last it's time I had you and LB on the show together, uh, LB was still a voice. We hadn't convinced That's her. Right. We haven't coaxed her out of the uh, uh, onto right. camera yet. And now look at her; she's very comfortable. She's molting. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, all Dina's fault. It is all the good doctor's <laughs> fault. She convinced me. She worked on me. She worked me, worked me, worked me, worked me. Well, it all worked. So all uh, her fault. thank you, Dina. We love you for that. Um, the, the coronavirus, I mean, you were, it's a horrible thing to be right about, but the, you were right about it, and you still are right about it. And uh, it's, uh, you know, it's been taking everyone, it, it was, I mean, I don't know how you describe it anymore. It's such a calamity. Today, there was a bit of news around that. Um, and uh, LB, you've, you were the one who raised it again that, you know, there he is, Donald Trump making this new allegation. You know, our doctors get more money if somebody dies from COVID. You know that, right? I mean, our doctors are very smart people. So what they do is they say, I'm sorry, but, you know, everybody dies of COVID. But in Germany and other places, if you have a heart attack or if you have cancer, you're terminally ill, you catch COVID, they say you died of cancer. You died of heart attack. With us, when in doubt, choose COVID. The collection of data, of hospitalization data, was 
give it was taken by hospitals and they would give it to the CDC. And mid pandemic, at the beginning of the That's, pandemic, this is right. The White House in comes Dr. Took- Burks. And yep, she orders them to start giving it to a different company, a new company, um, as far as we can tell, in terms of doing this kind of work, very complicated work. Like to take this away from the CDC in the middle of the pandemic it, it is obscene to begin with. It's the last well, thing you want to do. But give it to a, to a company that actually has people who are from Trump's orbit um, from his real estate orbit and from his, you know, his political orbit, uh, donors, their company, Teletracking, and let them be the ones to collect the data about hospitalizations. And we went from well, having I, a margin of error of like, you know, maybe 5 or 10%, Eric has got those stats, to all of a sudden a 50% margin of error in terms of the actual data being reported in and being tracked by this new company and then being able to be reported out for all of us for this for the federal response of just knowing who is in the hospital and what state they're in in the hospital. Um, Now, all of that, you then have to look at the other shit that's going on with this thing coming out of Donald's face, right? Because what the reporting also included, hospitals, was that were these Dr. Burks being uh, threatened that they weren't going to get their funding, they weren't going to get the Medicaid, they weren't going to get this, they, you know, they, the federal government does reimburse them in money for the Medicaid if they didn't put all, the, Medicare. Get all their data, Medicare. Medicare, yeah. right. If they didn't get all their data into this real estate guy's database now. And so there was this threat coming down on hospitals to report, report. Well, what does Donald do with that? He goes out on the campaign trail and he says, Hey, doctors are making money off of COVID deaths. That's what this is all about. Because they were fucking extorting these hospitals and these doctors and then spinning it as if the doctors and hospitals wanted all these deaths to be reported so they could get money that was being withheld from them if they didn't put the data in this data company well, that is owned by Donald Trump. Well, I, I think really there's a, I think there's a bigger I think there's a bigger picture right here going okay. on. And all it's right, really you know, about. these are not these are not very look, we know they're really corrupt, but these are not very smart people. We Trump is very clear about you know, he projects, he tells you exactly what he's gonna go do. Right? He said, for example, don't vote by mail, people. Can't trust that because why? Look at what he's trying to do in the courts, okay? With this virus, what has he said all along? There's oh, it's gonna go away, like a miracle, it's gonna go away. And well, the reason why we have so many ta- cases is because we do too much testing. Right. He ignores the fact that we have these sky high hospitalization rates that are actually going up, that we have this sky high death toll that's going up. He ignores that. So we knew we knew um, at the time that the CDC lost control of the database for collecting the cases, the hospitalizations. Very dangerous thing. Right. And we know that HHS. Right. You know, who is filling that? You have Michael Caputo as the spokesperson. Mm. I mean, you know, right. What does this guy know about health care? I mean, come on. And this was a bunch of political cronies. So the idea here was to politicize a virus. Mm. So they've turned, they've tried, right. And it's because Trump knows it's really bad. And he, this is not a guy who's ever led anything. This is not a guy who's ever really accomplished anything. He inherited a bunch of money. He blew it. Right. He declared bankruptcy a bunch of times. I mean, he's a, you know, he launders money and he evades chiefs taxes. So he's, he's pretty good at that, for at least but for we, now, right? So what my bottom line here is that what he's done is politicized this. 
and spin the data. He keeps trying to spin it. You know how, remember the CDC, they were yanking around their website saying things that, oh, these are only like, you know, 6% of the cases or deaths are actually, you know, the total number of deaths is only 6% of what's being reported, which because these people had heart disease. Well, you know, it's just nonsense. They've tried to spin the data. And that's very clear. It does not surprise me that in trying to do that, their overarching goal here was to, of course, you know, Jared Kushner make this into a PR crisis. Does that does this surprise me that they would pick one of their cronies to do it? Of course not, because you got to pick somebody not only who's going to be corrupt, who's willing to try to spin the data. So, none of this surprises me. As to how they accomplish it, uh, we you know definitely want to. I don't want to point any fingers as yet, but certainly there are plenty of people around Trump who aided and abetted really what has resulted in the death of almost a quarter of a million Americans. And we're on track to learn to lose a lot more. I mean, it you know the more this data is corrupted, as I understand it, the more tenuous the situation becomes because we're not sure exactly how many people in the hospitals need what what you know treatments or therapies or PPE right yeah all those things that are so necessary and so you know there's an estimate out there that there's going to be 3,000 people a day uh, dying by the end of the year that's an you know insane amount that's not you know what Deb that here's the you know scary Mm -hmm. thing I mean that's not out of the realm of possibility. Mm. Now that would, I think, still be on the high end right now. Remember that deaths also lag hospitalizations, which lag cases, which lag test positivity. Remember, Trump keeps saying, I don't want to test. We Mm. do too many tests. But actually, the most sensitive indicator is tests. If you look at the positivity rate, that always comes first. And then what is it happens? You hit the young people. You get these cases in the young people. And we keep hearing this right-wing talking point. Oh, it's just the young people. You know, for the most part, they don't really have serious consequences or death. Well, we don't know about the long-term issues of this virus in young people. Or, and we also do know, though, is that young people spread it to older people. And, yeah. you know, only 1% of the people in this country are living in, uh, you know, extended care facilities. But there were, you know, there that that those people in long term care facilities, nursing homes, they are responsible for a substantially higher proportion of deaths, because they're frail. So this is this is this awful herd immunity, herd mentality, nonsense that is being pushed, don't test, don't look, don't see, let it spread. And you know what, if we, you know, we'll just keep somehow magically keep it out of the nursing homes, because what no one goes in and out of nursing homes like the workers it's crazy it's crazy and it's resulted in so many deaths what he says about doctors getting paid more for every COVID death is there any truth to that at all no it's nonsense and the ama just came out the american medical association just came out and torched trump for this it's ludicrous it's ludicrous i mean you know the, the cause of death people who are older have what we call comorbidities okay they may we know that there are risk factors underlying illnesses those are called comorbidities like heart disease they go into the hospital not because they have heart disease but because they're sick with covid now that heart disease yeah. may increase their chance of getting sick with covid but they're sick They've got COVID and they get treated for COVID. And if they die of COVID, that's a COVID death. They don't get paid any more. I mean, that's not that's not how this works. I mean, it's it's insanity. And the doctors, what the doctors want is they want actually transparency of the data. Remember, when this virus, this is a brand new virus. Where was the CDC? Where was the HHS? Why weren't the scientists briefing the community? Because remember, as much as lay people want the information and data, most of all, we want our doctors and hospitals to know the the accurate information about how this virus is spread. And instead, the hospitals were left on their own. I mean, imagine down here in Florida, we have Governor Death Santis, okay? Mm. Hospitals left on their own to figure out what are they going to be their infectious protocols? 
right? Mm -hmm. That's really, and so, and that's very inefficient too, right? Think about it. If we have really real-time information with guidance, very clear guidance coming from the CDC that's not politically motivated, especially for experts to take care, to protect our healthcare workers. I mean, we've had way too many, hundred, many hundreds, I believe the number is what, 1,500 now at least uh, of healthcare workers have died. I believe it's actually yeah. even closer to 2000, right? I mean, these Shocking. are heroes that are going in there, right? And so, and, and also, you know, you have examples now, for example, in Belgium, guys, okay? In Belgium, in Liège, one of the cities in Belgium, 25% of the mm. healthcare workers are infected out mm. on sick leave with COVID and no, it's worse. They're asking them to work if they don't have symptoms mm. because otherwise their hospitals will collapse. That's how bad it is. So when you talk, when you talk about not sharing data in real time, Zev, there are real life consequences. People die. And what we're seeing is now field hospitals, right? Where El Paso, Milwaukee already, and it's still October, guys. Mm -hmm. And we know these cases are going to explode and we're seeing field hospitals already. And we only have so many ventilators. It's not just going to be in New York this time. Yeah, in New are, York it was it, it? It was engulfing. Remember that wave that took over New York was stunning. I mean, it. it no one expected yeah. it. It came out of the blue, and it. You know, well, from one minute to next. Some people expected yeah. it, Zeb. That's true, the problem. Did. The yeah. people that I expected, I predicted mm-hmm. it, and I predicted this wave. Mm-hmm. I did. And I predicted you this. Have. Every and, you know, step that's along the, the way, you've been. I got a text from you in. January, February, early saying, I'm very concerned this is going to be a pandemic. I think this is a pandemic. When it was all we knew was that there was something weird going on in Wuhan. That's all mm-hmm. we had. I, I started telling people uh, in December. I started telling yeah. people in December before the end of the year. Eric, I know you and I talked about it. Um, I, yep. I actually told my husband, I said, look, uh, this is really bad. This was like before New Year's between, you know, sort of the end of the year. And the reports I'm hearing are really concerning. I'm not going to say anything publicly yet, but I'm hearing WHO substantiated reports that were extremely mm-hmm. concerning. And I knew the size. It was mm-hmm. in, a, in, you know, in an urban area of 11 million people. That's, and it appeared to be a respiratory virus. And what really for me was the most chilling is when that report of the first group of patients came out. Patient zero had no connection to the seafood market. Right. One third of those 40 something, 42 patients or so, 41 patients had no connection to the seafood market. That was telling me, was ve- it was very alarming. And mm. it just reinforced what we were seeing. And remember, I kept telling everyone, forget what China says, watch what they do. And then mm. boom, they started building that field hospital in January. So Zev, when you th- say things like, well, we no one expected it. Actually, we saw the nightmare in China. We saw Italy got hammered, then mm. Spain, it just came. We, had, mm. we saw what was happening in Seattle. Mm. And people were screaming. The problem was, is we didn't have federal leadership listening to the experts. You know, I'm not getting Mm. classified briefings by military medical intelligence. We have, you know, all kinds of incredible experts and scientists in our government. I've worked with, um, I've been very fortunate to work with a number of agencies in this area. And we have extremely qualified, capable people. And this is what they do. They look for emerging threats. And you want the earliest of warning signs. You plan for the worst and you hope for the best because if you don't and you give the virus any advantage, it it wins and people die. And that's what we keep seeing time and time again. Look at the waves, right? Mm. They're going up and up and up because our baseline, we headed into this this winter, this fall and winter, averaging over 40,000 new cases a day. So Zev, as bad as it was in New York, 
Now we see what's going to happen. We are seeing exponential explosion of new cases. We're seeing hospitalizations soaring. The death toll already is starting to tick up, and that's the lagging indicator. We have mm-hmm. places like North Dakota where over 40% of people are testing positive for the virus. That wow. is uncontrolled viral spread, right? I, I believe, sorry, South Dakota, South Dakota. Right. We have uncontrolled viral spread across most of the country right now. We and- know that Trump rallies are causing are causing outbreaks. Yeah, it, it really is a super spreader event. He's he's on yes. a tour. Yeah. He's on a, on a COVID tour. A de- he's on a death. He's on a death. It's tour. what it seems he's like. He's on a death tour. Guys, I've got to just uh, drop off the screen for a second, but I'm going to let you guys keep talking um, while I go find okay. our next guest, because he may be here. In fact, I hear the doorbell. Can you hear the doorbell? I can hear the doorbell. Oh. Um, so, uh, Eric, and uh, why don't you uh, ask a question yeah, to Dina, and I'll be Eric back shortly. To... I'm back. Uh, there we go. <laughs> it's magical. It's Halloween. <laughs> Trick or treat. Oh, <laughs> Party foul. <laughs> Party foul. We... Okay. We used to have Halloween parties like this in DC. So, perfect. Whoa, you're kicking it. Eric, All right, my I'm, I'm what's not. going on? All right. So, you know, I was just going to say, I actually, I actually don't have any questions, just because the, uh, you know, you and I have been talking about this since the beginning. Everything you see these guys doing, you know, it's not just they, people are saying it's incompetent. It's not. It's the opposite it's of competent. Enough. It's literally everything you could possibly do to kill as many people as possible. It's one of the darkest Purposeful. events in American Purposeful. history. Yeah. It's pretty rough. I, you know what? It's, you know, look, COVID is now the third highest, you know, leading cause of death in this country. The third, third highest in the country. And we're entering flu season. We lost nearly yeah. a quarter of a million Americans. And actually the real count right now is probably about 300,000. Right. That's the estimates because of all the undercounting, not overcounting yeah. of deaths, yeah. especially in New York and other places when that first major wave. And, you know, I mean, you look at that and you think we had nearly a quarter of a million people who died when it was not flu season. OK, I, that is that should chill every person in this country that should send a chill down your spine because now we're heading into the worst possible conditions with like you said, this isn't just incompetence. It's malfeasance, right? It's gross negligence. I mean, yeah. you're holding super spreader rallies, mocking masks that we know work. You're jamming people close in. We know that people are getting infected at these rallies. I mean, they did this at the White House. Mm-hmm. They infected, you know, you're, you're not, it's not just, think about it just big picture. You're not just threatening like Trump's being, Mr. Trump's being stupid to himself or his family. He, you know, his whole family got infected. Yeah. But he's also putting the leadership of our country at risk from a deadly virus. I mean, we haven't seen people like Bill Barr in quite a while. Where'd he go? You know, so he's holding these events and putting people's lives at risk. Older men, right? Some of them a little heavier around the middle, probably have some heart disease rolling around in there. So we're talking, these aren't low risk individuals and they like it or not. And I don't like it. I know you guys don't like it. These are the leaders of our country. So you don't risk the leadership of your country altogether with the president and the vice president together. They're rarely seen together, guys. I've been mm. to multiple events at the White House. Mm. Never once was the vice president there because you separate them. It's not good to have them at the same place. Mm. It's not good for continuity of leadership. And we're in the middle of a deadly pandemic. They had a maskless event at the White House where part of it was conducted indoors. That appears to be likely where a lot of the super spread happened was indoor. 
indoors. Pence was not inside as far as I know, like meeting and greeting. So that might be maybe why he got on stage. I don't know. Now he might have it. Well, now he might have office it. is a hot zone and he had pink yeah. eye at the yeah. debate. I mean, it's just a hot mess, right? So you're right, Eric. It's not It's not just incompetence. It's malfeasance. They are, his head. The, well, you know, this guy is the head of the coronavirus task force. He hasn't even attended a meeting in a month. And we are it's averaging over 75,000 cases new, per day right now. We are, we, are going to set, we are going to set another record today. We're likely going to be above 90,000 cases today. And we are going to skyrocket and blow past 100,000 very, very soon. That's where we are at, my friends. It's so terrible. What, what can people do? I mean, I'm just uh, sorry to interrupt the conversation there, but what, what can Easy. people do? Because vote. I mean, it's like vote. it's frightening. Vote, vote. But beyond like vote. just safeguarding vote. yourself. Vote, yes, absolutely. Vote. vote, vote. Bring your water, wear your mask, vote. Get three friends to vote. We don't look at polls. Don't look at the banked votes because we know the Republicans are going to do whatever they want, whatever mm-hmm. they can, especially in swing states like I live in Florida. Mm-hmm. What are they going to try to do? Invalidate votes, suppress our votes. But we have more of us. If everyone votes, go vote. Where If you can and you're young and healthy, wear your mask, vote in person. Highly recommended. If not, drop off your ballot in person, right? Do whatever you can. But you could be putting yourself at risk. I mean, it's to be, yes, you should wear your mask and all that. But if you're an older, especially man. As I said, if you're young, if you're young yeah, and healthy, yeah, yeah. yeah then Don't try to vote in person. But otherwise, agreed. I mean, but make sure that you get that ballot gets counted. I mean, I yeah. called my election supervisor's office. There's so many make ballots sure. missing. It's crazy as well. <laughs> I want to know. I mean, right. So that's what we can all do. I think obviously people are doing this. Because Nina doesn't mess around. That's right. Wow. Well, that, that was uh, not the fun way I thought uh, tonight's show was going to be about. Well, but uh, you so know, it is, it's uh, go ahead, it's Eric. So important. Yeah. yeah, it's so important. So great to have you on, Dina. Go well, ahead, Eric. So you see, you have, you well, have well, the fabulous uh, comedian your, coming on here your, soon. <laughs> we do have a, we have someone who's uh, you're fabulously funny though you know, under every circumstance. But but right now, as we start the show, quite a <laughs> quite a serious topic. Um, Eric or Greg, any last questions for Dina or anything you want to add there? Because you've been kind of hi, Greg. Hi. I mean, I'm Hi, sorry, how I'm are Tony. You? Tony, how are you? <laughs> you know, I'm not so bad. I don't. I think the whole thing is a fucking hoax, if you ask me. <laughs> Kidding, joking. That's a joke. Um, <laughs> I do have a question. This is really geeky, but South Dakota has the 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 43 percent um, rate of people people who take the test. 43 percent of them test positive. Do you think that has to do with the fact that there are so few people in South Dakota and the only people going to get tested are ones that are already exhibiting symptoms? I mean, how do you read that percentage wise? Does that make sense? I'm I'm trying to. Yeah, it it says a couple of things. I mean, you have to look at the amount of testing that they're doing, right? So are they doing enough testing? But regardless, what we do know, and Greg, you can certainly take it to the bank, is when you see testing positivity that high, you know that you're not capturing a fair amount of cases. So for every case you're, you're capturing, there may be 10 other cases circulating in the community, right? Depending on the number of tests. So it's certainly well above what they're what they're detecting, which is actually even worse, right? Because now yeah. there's people who are walking around, don't know they have it, they're spreading it. That's how you get the exponential growth. So that is why you look at that testing positivity. If they tested two people, sure. You'd say, well, that's pretty bad, or three people, whatever, you get 45%. But <laughs> I'm not doing my math well. It's nearly Halloween, but you understand what I'm saying. But it's a small sample, yeah, yeah. nine people, nine people, then, okay, well, four people test positive. What does that really mean? But they're doing, you know, they're actually testing in that state. And we know that there have been super spreader events there. We also know that they don't yeah. wear masks, right? Someone just put that on, on Periscope, one of our followers, yeah. Dina, was reminding that we have the Sturgis 
motorcycle event. That oh, absolutely. Was well, that was a big, that's one of the biggest super spreader events in the country. And if you mm. look at where it spread to, it's all that upper Midwest area. And I remind people that, you know, yeah. these are swing states. And, um, I, you know, this is the thing that I don't think I, I, I you know, I said this back in March and you guys know this. Right. I, I said, look, you know, Trump can't spin death. He can't. And, you know, the Republicans yeah. are great at fear mongering. That's one of the like they're really good at this stuff. Right. That's what they do. And in this case, I said, you know, the, you know, fear is a motivator. People get scared. They go vote. Well, people are scared. They think it's crazy that we've got a leader, a lot of people that is downplaying something that they know that because enough people I you know, I'm here in a small town in Florida. Everybody knows somebody who's been in the hospital or died of this of the illness already. And it, we, and we don't have us. We're not like a mm. smoking hot zone like right. Older people, high risk. I mean, this is the problem now for Mr. Trump is that a, a majority of people, not everybody, but a majority of people now know someone who has gotten yeah. sick and or has died. And, and people are afraid and you can't you can't convince people not to be afraid for their own well-being. Right. I mean, and, you know, older people vote. I have younger people voted. This election wouldn't be close. But unfortunately, younger people don't vote yet. And yeah. older people do. They sure do. Uh, I think a lot of young people are going to vote this time around, too, as well. I, it seems like so many people have gone out and voted, which is fantastic. Um, Dina, is. you are also one of the people who has been around on Twitter for so long, uh, <laughs> fighting the good fight on Donald Trump. And tonight's show is really also about having a little Halloween fun, but also about recognizing uh, all, the, all the people who have been around for, for quite a while. And you are really uh, incredible in that regard. I think everyone feels oh, the same great. way about you being such a, a, a hero for all of us in, in just shining the light on so much of what Donald Trump has done and using your voice so powerfully over the last few years. So uh, thank yeah. you. And uh, hey, if you I had an award, way, I'd give you one. By, by the way, oh, stop it. You know what? <laughs> no way. You know what? It's right back at you, my friends. I think that um, your courage and bravery, you've uncovered a lot of truths. And I think also importantly, and I, I think one thing, and I'm having a fly moment. Wow, that was weird. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm Mike Pence for Halloween. <laughs> I'm like, where's the fly? Oh I just flew around. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm gonna, don't do a Pence. You know, seriously, they guys. Democratic. I, you, <laughs> hey, yeah, we, we only have Democratic flies in the house. Uh, no, seriously, I, I love all of you and I appreciate everything you're doing. And I wanted to just mention the other thing that I think is so valuable is that you're able to, to explain things in a way so people understand not just the what, but why should I give a crap? Mm -hmm. And that and keep doing that. I think that's something, you know, that's really critical. And uh, you guys do a great job of telling telling the story. So keep it up. Thanks, Thanks for having so me much. on. I hope Dina. I come back on yeah. again soon. All right. You're fantastic. You Thanks. For love you too. Thanks for coming on the show and uh, have a spectacular evening. Yeah. And you know what? At some point when we get past this, uh, we got to do this in person, guys. Oh, my gosh. Love that would be you. so nice. Wouldn't oh that be great? Oh, as so soon great. as the quarantine ends in 2035, we're there. Bye, Dina. <laughs> Bye, guys. Happy Halloween. Oh, my gosh. She's fantastic. I adore her yeah, so much. Okay. Um, such a good person. Yeah. So lovely to have her. I did feel awkward about having my mask on there, but if I took it off, I think uh, mine. I don't know. I don't probably never get back on. You look amazing um, in that mask, Zev. By the way. Yeah, you, you do. It's true. Thank, thank you. It thank actually, you. really works for you. You have. I should just wear it every day. I'm just going to do this all the time. You really now. should. Just around the house, you know, <laughs> doing the vacuum cleaning, whatever. No problem. I'll do this. Okay. Uh, Trick or treat. Oh, trick or treat. Hello. Who are you, sir? <laughs> oh, it's Noel Kassler. It's Noel! As, uh, as somebody else. Who, who are Batman. you? Batman. 
beard is uh, coming in. The, the beard, beard is, is awesome, man. Yeah, you look amazing. <laughs> I'm a cowboy tonight. You are. In, in honor of turn, turning Tejas blue next week. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That may actually happen. Tejas Azul. Ah. I know. That I is, know. That is going to be the secret. I was actually wondering if, uh, you know, they'd probably Bill Barr had never figured out or Louis DeJoy had never figured out that they might have to divert the mail in in, uh, in Texas. I don't even know if they have that kind of voting there. But uh, it doesn't look like they, they have an operation to disrupt Texas because they didn't expect it. They which don't. Should make, it yeah. which should make it really amazing. They, they tried it's in Harris County. It's only 39 votes. Yeah. <laughs> Greg, this sort of leans into what you were talking about earlier, about the gloom and doom of the world. Yeah, should we cover the gloom and doom? Because I, I'm not about I'm not about the gloom and doom. You know, oh, I, I feel uh, I, I think that for a variety of reasons, starting with PTSD from 2016, which we all felt, and you know that night was fucking horrible. No, no two ways about it. And the fact that we know that they're going to cheat, and Bill Barr is we haven't seen him. We don't know what he's doing. For all we know, he's physically burrowed into the. Um, to the internet himself to try to manipulate vote tallies. Who, who knows? You know, there's all these weird conspiracy theories. There's all these fears about, oh, the the Trump MAGA militias are going to come and raise hell after the thing and this and that. And um, the reality is that this guy is a deeply unpopular president. He's spent the last nine, ten months trying to kill us actively, and people realize it, and they're sick of the guy, and they want him gone. And every day that goes by, there's another bad story about him. His poll numbers are so bad that historically, um, the, the, what's his name? Spiro Agnew's ghost tweeted about this, to, uh, list, listed people that had run for president that had better poll numbers than Trump did at the, you know, a week out and, and went on to get clobbered. And those people like Jimmy Carter in 80 is the most recent one, um, had better poll numbers than Trump does right now. Uh, the polling from like Cook looks really good. The betting markets look really good. Um, again, uh, anything can happen. The caveats, blah, 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 blah. We've spent four years with the fucking caveats, okay? It's looking good. It's okay to be cautiously optimistic and to start to prepare for a reality in which Tuesday night or Wednesday morning or whatever it is, we wake up and we've won. And I think mm -hmm. that everybody's sort of afraid. We're like, oh, no, what if I curse it? What if what if I put a, a, a jinx on it by thinking it or saying it out loud? And I'm saying, let's speak it into existence. You know, when people pray and a bunch of people, like millions of people together pray, they're speaking something into existence or trying to. So let's yes. speak it into existence and let's not be afraid. Let's not be Democrats about this fucking thing. And let's say... We're going to goddamn win. We're going to Joe Namath this shit, okay? I like that. Oh, Good yeah. job. Put on a fur coat. What We're going to get laid like? after this thing. Ah, <laughs> uh, Donald Trump's considering moving his election night party. That's the best. The best that was sign. the other thing. That's he's the best sign there party. is. Oh, he's going to curl no, up. Uh, he's, 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 he's so cheap. No, no, he's right. moving into the what? He's, he's hiding. No, he... No, guys, you didn't. You didn't see the update. You oh. didn't see the update. He's he's going to move it to the White House because the whole thing is he's going to just. I'm just going to break the Hatch Act. Like the genocide wasn't enough. Like he's already head of the Hague, but I'm going to break the Hatch Act some more. Like take a dump in the rug, in there. Who knows? I mean, <laughs> he's sort of out of party tricks, isn't he? You top out when you try and kill a million Americans. You know? Yeah, Aww. yeah. That would be that would be the end of the road for you there. So. Um, 
sorry, no, we'd uh, we'd we'd sort of diverge a little bit. But you uh, must know a little thing about uh, his party plans. Well, I assume you have an invite. Plans? Well, first of all, I'm with I'm with Stanley Kowalski there. That he's gonna he's gonna get his butt kicked on Tuesday night. You know, we yeah. are all in shock from 2016. If 2016 hadn't happened and he had the poll numbers he had two weeks ago, people would be like, "This is a nothing burger." Well, I'm not even watching Tuesday because I'm so confident. You know, it would be Bill Clinton in his second term kind of election night. The thing would be over, and you'd be watching a Knicks game by nine o'clock. But <laughs> Um, in terms of the party, <laughs> he moved it because he knows he's going to lose and he knows people are going to be dancing in the street on 16th Street or wherever that ah! hotel is. And he doesn't want to have to walk through the crowds when his kids and everybody ah! leave at 11 o'clock. He doesn't want the walk of shame on camera. If he has it at the White House, nobody can get near and the press corps can't cover the people coming and going. But uh there and is. there's definitely party plans, you know, and there'll definitely be some cocaine going down, you know, at the White House, and it won't be the first time, you know. I he got was a tweeting in oh! Vegas the other day. He was at 4:30 a.m. and he was uh, in Vegas time, and he was up in Wake or doing something at 4:30 in the morning and tweeting. I'm like, what's he doing up so early in Vegas? I mean, honestly, it just makes no sense. Yeah, he never went to sleep. He's, he a, he, you know, he, we've discussed it before. I mean, that's mm. not a joke. I was never joking. I know the thing is ending now. And nobody really called him on his drug abuse, but he's a he's a speed addict. And you saw Don Jr. on television last night. I mean, oh if you were God. if you were pulled over Dude. and you were right exactly with the mouth gacking, if you did that to a cop, you'd be out of the car and they'd be searching your car and looking for a bindle in your wallet, you know. <laughs> and he's doing it with Secret Service protection. You know? It's it's kind of shocking. Um, let me, you know. He, he actually said, did he say, I think last night it was, that he said that there was only, there were almost no deaths? That was that was his estimate? I mean, it's kind of shocking they're grooming him, and they say they're grooming him for, for a shot at the, uh, at, oh, the next, at the next candidacy, although yeah. he'll have to be campaigning out of, pre- out of prison at yeah. this rate. <laughs> for, yeah. He's Go going to run. He will. Oh, he will run. Him. He's got yeah. enough stupidity to run. You better time. start running now. There you go. <laughs> yeah. You better run. Eric, you've oh, had a, 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 a enormous amount of uh, success this week in in pointing out exactly how complicated the um, oh gosh, I've lost my train of thought. What is it going to talk about? Uh, hey, well, then let me this pick up Batman, there. Uh, We're talking hey, about like oh, feel good. Oh. How, how have we got this? Yeah. Ignore the bo- ignore the polls. So okay. I voted today here in Saint in Saint Louis County, um, where we have a million a million residents and only five places. And I'll just put the, the the stuff that makes me cranky up front that uh, when I finally got to the place we had to vote, I haven't been in a space with outside of the grocery store since like January because I did listen to Dina in December. Um, you know, so every, any place I've gone socially has been I've been masked up and uh, it's had a lot of ventilation to it. And the the place we voted was 100 feet by 80 feet. And the poll workers in there were completely just heroes the fact that there were only five of these places and that that they that we have you know schools that aren't open and basketball courts available in football fields there was this was a decision to to put this through this way so that's a scandal but there's so many missouri government scandals you can't count so let's talk about the good stuff i got to my polling place it opens at eight o'clock i was there with starbucks 7 30 and and the the lines were around the buildings 
And I'm not going to put that in the, in the, oh, it's terrible. Yeah, I shouldn't have had to wait an hour and a half. But, you know, once the, the line started moving, the heroes and the, the, and the voters were heroes. But, you know, and I just looked. Everyone was moving real quick and voting, wanting to get out of there and let somebody else go through. But I just remember the whole line. And as much as we've seen, like, these people being COVIDiots on TV and going to some fucking bike show or the Lake of the Ozarks and all swimming together and licking each other during COVID, whatever. <laughs> you know, my name, and this is, this is like prime Republican white people territory for the most part. Um, you know, these are the people that when Ferguson was going down, they're like, oh, that, you know, that's Narnia. That's so far away. Everybody was in a mask. Everyone kept six foot of distance. Everybody was there early for their democracy. The line was huge. Nobody complained. Everyone was really like smiling and polite. And I said to myself, these people are are not here because they have been seduced by Mike Pence's charm. And you know, they just think Ivanka and Jared are moderating influences. They did not get here. Not a, you know, the, it, it was like spell. 49. Yeah. They're not. You know, well, not I don't know. Well, I, what was that? What was that, you it, guys? It could be because they it, it was, it was 39 kind of degrees and i okay yeah they floated that he was that mike pence was like a had so much sex appeal what the fuck was that you remember that that was there was a that a minute where they, they did say that yeah well i mean that it, yeah well that they don't want to talk men. about chinese bank <laughs> Um, it's kind of amazing oh, that everyone's God. actually doing it. It was the their... men who said it. It was the Republican men who said it. They said, oh, yeah, if I was a wife, I would totally love Mike. It's, it's right. You can go look. I mean, that Schlinkter, Schlinkter guy, whatever oh, his name is. Oh, man. Schlinkter, Kurt Schmitt, You know who I'm talking about? He He's on there. Uh, yeah, anyway. I know. You know what's interesting is that everyone yeah, are let, all Let's talk about the Aaron. future. Sorry, just to, sorry. Just, just to riff off what you were saying there about um, the elections and how important a process this is. I mean, it is remarkable if this all goes according to plan and it feels like things are going fairly okay up to now that, you know, we're all going to do this incredibly democratic thing. We're going to line up. We're going to cast our votes. Um, we're going to have completely different opinions about the future and the path to the future. And, and we'll come up with some sort of decision. And, you know, it should or it could go according to plan. We might just have a situation where one person loses and he hands over power to the other president. And it and and there aren't none of the, you know, disaster scenarios we've all been discussing. Maybe he already realizes he's done and maybe maybe on election day or night he'll he'll say that. I mean it is it is possible. But even if he is doesn't, the democratic act that we're all undergoing of of voting is amazing. And the fact that, you know, a country as divided as this can get out can get in line and vote and in order to figure out who's right and who should lead the country that's a pretty pretty good uh, experience and process and speaks a lot to the american public and and what democracy is all about amen here here amen amen okay and Jeez, no <laughs> i'll leave i'm gonna say goodbye to you because uh i've got some other guests oh, coming no! up i don't want to say goodbye to no i know he's I not know. gonna go 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 away. he'll not, still be around yeah he's still here <laughs> for us yeah no. Uh, no. Tell he's us one last thing. He's got we... the best gossip. We all know this. Yes. Tell us some gossip. Tell us some gossip. Come on, no. What Give gossip? Us anything, buddy. 
I don't know that I just you know I just want to thank you guys actually for what you've done because you guys have been speaking out here on the regular and I want to congratulate you Zev a million views this month in a month that's well, staggering. It's all, of us. it's all of us. We were all part of that and it's uh you know I had to double check it actually I was like really is that a million? That's yeah, and that's a lot of very very uh, great viewers who who spend a lot of time awesome. watching us. So thank you yeah. to all of you. You have loyal, informed viewers, and you guys are great uh, hosts and uh, co-hosts. And uh, just thanks for having me. Everybody stay safe. Everybody get out and vote. You know, it is a beautiful thing, like you so eloquently said. You know, and Tuesday marks us taking this country back. You know, when things start Amen. working the right way again. And we got a fight ahead of us like the generations faced, you know, in the Depression and World War II. Dr. Dina just laid out a horror scheme, you know, and... You know, think about building a field hospital in Wisconsin in January and what the logistics. You know, I've done Super Bowls in yeah. cold weather states. Do you know how hard it is to get heated tents working? You know, the amount of diesel fuel you yeah. have to burn just to yeah. keep people warm is going to be a health risk. <laughs> so you're going to have people, you know, I, but I don't want to be a buzzkill. I'm just saying we got That's to right. roll up our sleeves. You know, let's party Tuesday night, Wednesday. Sooner or later, he's going to get the message. He's going to be out of there. And then we're going to take this country back and do the hard work ahead of us for the next generation. Amen to that. And you have been speaking Thank out you, no. You know, uh, in a remarkable way. Rock and roll, brother. Rock and roll, man. Yeah, Rock and roll. Oh, yeah. And, and fake Melania is real. <laughs> oh, I don't know what exactly you mean by that, but um, we'll leave it at that. Uh, Noel, thank you so much. You're an absolutely uh, incredible person for speaking out in the way you have because it can't be easy in your industry. So thank you. And uh, we'll be in touch again soon because you'll be back on the show in, in no time. But have a great uh, Halloween and vote, vote, vote. All right. Um, thank you. Cheers, Noel. Thanks All so much right. for coming on. Oh, Cheers, man. I think we're saying goodbye to people, but we're not really saying goodbye to people. We're not saying goodbye, but it, no. it's a big, it's a big thing, everybody. You know, Noel is he. I cannot even tell you what a threat it was for him to speak out. Yeah. Um, God damn, that guy's heroic. He really is. Yeah, it's, because, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. It is. I mean, that industry yeah. is not kind to people who nope. speak out against anybody because there's sort of this nope. unspoken that's rule. It. That's the way you are. You're and dead. He, he's, yeah. he, he, just, he just did. He spoke out against yeah, the most powerful did. man in the world. And uh, that's amazing. That is amazing. Um, so we've got other people coming by. I just want to actually share some news with you guys, uh, which just came in a few hours before the show started and I was like, I'm sure this is, I was like, is this a joke? Is this like a fishing scheme? It doesn't even sound like it's real, but it turns out it is real. So um, this is out of North Carolina where um, I should pull up the actual story. Uh, it's basically the Trump campaign has sent a request to the Cumberland County uh, election officials there, County Commissioner Gary Eichelberger there. He has basically uh, they basically are demanding a lot of information around what kind of precautions, what kind of security is taking uh, place during the election eve and in the counting process. And they sent an email, which the, the reporter actually thought it was a bit of a joke. He didn't believe it because they wanted all this information. They wanted the process for how ballots are handled immediately after polls close, the locations that ballots are uh, immediately sent to when polls close, including the address and the room number. 
the individuals who transport the ballots to the locations, the security providing during the transport, the manner that the ballots are secured at the new locations, the locations that ballots are stored, including address and room numbers. And then before and after during the canvas, the security, if any, provided during storage, during the storage, and then uh, more the canvas stuff. And then there is even more about the, the electronic voting machines, which is not here, um, but is definitely part of this letter. And I, I sent him an email because I wasn't quite sure whether he was being serious or not. And, I, and this is a legit story out of the Sentinel. Um, and he thought it was a phishing exercise. And I don't know what to make of it. It seems like it's either... You know, either. I'm trying to read that. Oh, sorry. Um, Yeah. So, and it says that the uh, the the, he phoned the campaign. The campaign says the person who sent the email is a volunteer with the campaign in Florida. So they're not denying that they sent it. They just made up an excuse for why they sent it. They said this is our normal procedure for making sure that things are secure. I was like, you need us to send you the details of where our ballots are being stored, and the exact location and the room number on a private Gmail account. I mean. It makes no sense, and it's terrifying. So who knows what that means? Who knows why they would do that? Um, But I thought I'd throw it up there and and see what you guys thought about it. You're probably looking for that. I mean, they're going to try stuff, but I I really feel like, again, I I, I don't want to skew too optimistic. And obviously, the usual caveats, go out and vote, nothing is guaranteed, blah, blah, blah. But... Do they have anybody left there that knows what what they're actually do doing at this point? I mean, the guys that were really good at this are in jail. You know, Manafort is in jail or or under house arrest and Stone. I I, I just don't know. You know, with Jacob Wall behind bars. I mean, th- mm-hmm. that was the brains of this whole operation. <laughs> um, Hit with the clue cl- sued under the clue know, cl- 40, 42 U.S. Code nineteen eighty five. Forty two U.S. Code subsection nine eighty five. The Ku Klux Klan Act. Oh, I just don't know. You know who they've got left on the old bench there? Are they going to send like Aubrey Huff in with a baseball bat, or um, Glenn Beck or something? I, I just I don't know. I don't know who who's even organizing. Glenn, this Glenn stuff Greenwald this is out of a job. <laughs> but I think this is why they're. This is why it's so badly organized. I do actually think this came from the Trump campaign. It's just so. It's so terrible that it's so terribly done that it's just some amateur, yeah. some volunteer in Florida office. No, I know probably some kid that. Yeah, yeah. let's see if I can I get the thing. And Florida, you guys, I am. I'm not trying to be doom and gloom. I'm worried about Florida. Um, you mean with the election I, or the COVID? The whole thing. I get yeah. to not be worried about Florida if Texas, in terms of election, if Texas does what it looks like Texas is about to do. Um, but you, you didn't spend enough time looking at the Cook Report, LB. Yeah, I wish I had it here. I don't have a graphic. If you have the Cook Report, you realize we don't need Florida or Texas. We're going to get them both, probably, but okay. we don't need them. I think it's something I like PTSD from the 2000 election. I, I know, I know. I, I think that they have to and win I, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. At least one of those. I think. Guys, problem too. Guys, Pennsylvania, guys. Florida. Yeah, yeah, problem. yeah. Sorry. Okay. Georgia. They've got. They, there's a good chance of two Democratic centers in Georgia. That's the same as Vermont. Okay, um, where they're like, "Hey, let's see if we can win Texas." Yes, 
If Florida, yeah, we've seen the videos of of like boxes of of, of ballots that haven't been cast because they're cheating because it's Florida because it's the nexus of cocaine, Cuban intelligence, uh, an entire you know giant high rises full of Russians having babies there. Interface, you know, probably, but Lev Parnas lives there. <laughs> Look, we we got Roger it. Stone, you know, they, Brad Parscale, Florida. Roger Stone. Brad, well, how is Brad? Is he okay? <laughs> he hasn't, he hasn't gotten laid in a couple weeks. You know, it's hard. It's hard times for him. Um, that John Ossoff speech. It's so not just that you're a crook, Senator. It's that you're attacking the health of the people that you represent. You did say COVID-19 was no deadlier than the flu. You did say there would be no significant uptick in cases. All the while, you were looking after your own assets and your own portfolio, and you did vote four times to end protections for pre-existing conditions. Four times. John Ossoff is my new like crush. I think that guy's amazing. Um, he really did an amazing job at, at that debate. He found himself. Not only are you a crook, Senator. Nobody. <laughs> exactly. What a good line. What a great Nobody line. has ever. There hasn't been a rhetorical bitch slap like that. I mean, that, I mean, that makes. At long last, sir, have you no decency? That makes the McCarthy hearing. Like, not only are you a crook, but while yeah. you could have been. You could have been helping people if you weren't taking care of multiple insider trading scams and investigations. There has not been a rhetorical bitch slap that hard since Socrates. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, amazing. He did a he did a fantastic job, uh, and I that may, may make the difference actually for him. He certainly is looking likely to to land in the Senate. That's going to be amazing if he does. I didn't know that guy. He was he's very different, John Ossoff. You guys from what he was. Remember when he was trying to? Was it 2018? He was trying to run, and it was all kind of awkward and strange and he seemed yeah, like 10 he, years he younger something. yeah that's some good shit right there and that guy came he grew up i love it the, the what i love is how was, much oh no just watching purdue watching his soul come out of his body in real time was <laughs> wonderful to behold the only thing i remember like not to laugh about it but after after parkland the high school kids talked to um, Rubio in some event yeah. and hit him, and and it was the same with Rubio. Like you could, you could feel him just, you know, just the soul just yeah. getting sucked right out of him. Um, except that Marco Rubio doesn't have a soul, and Purdue probably doesn't either. But you could Purdue just looked like he was dying. I mean, right in front of us, it was it was yeah. pretty awesome. He didn't know what to do. Yeah. You shouldn't listen to what your handlers tell you in Washington, D.C. That <laughs> Anyone tickles the spook talk there. Are you, are you getting near the spook talk? Is that a handler? You shouldn't listen awesome. to your handler. So good. And then, wait. wait, wait. So he wasn't talking about Chelsea handler? Okay. Just making sure. But you guys, listen. No, more like NRA? case officer. Have you noticed <laughs> that the NRA just has gone poof? <laughs> has anyone noticed you how that just... Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> yeah. Thoughts and prayers. They did send out a tweet when uh, Amy COVID got uh, confirmed. The NRA oh, did. did. I noticed that. Yeah. Amy COVID? Yeah. Amy COVID. Amy Muscovy Barrett, the new... Yeah. Uh, 
and the bigot. So has everybody noticed that she's not voting on cases? Yeah, she's, I noticed she's that. She's refrained from a little bit. Maybe she has a little bit of awareness outside of her, uh, the puppet handlers on her. Like, she's got to laugh for a little bit. But uh, look, I fully expect her, you know, if Trump has any kind of case for pushing the election to the Supreme Court, um, I fully expect her to not, she'll, she'll be all in on, on that vote. She'll get in there. She won't recuse herself from that. No way. Well, the ones she so recused, he, I noticed it wouldn't have mattered. It was like five three, right? The the things that she didn't do. So even if she had been in the in the minority, it wouldn't have made any difference. Maybe she's trying let's to. Let's ask him. Let's ask him. Hang on. Let's hope he doesn't knock over my whole set. Yoda. Hmm. Greetings, Padawan. He's talking to years have I drank Oh, shit. He knocked my drink over me. He's knocked my drink every time. This thing has knocked my drink over twice. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm putting you away, Yoda. You are ruining my the, the, This is turning out to be like our DC... Uh, <laughs> this is, this is starting to be like our DC Halloween parties. They That's were right. I leave you guys for one second. The whole place goes crazy. That's where DC people take over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You guys are unruly. Do we, do we have Dino's young line? Having some pizza. Pizza, Yoda, Nina. I need a hey. towel. <laughs> you need a towel. Hey, 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 hey. can you hear me? Yeah, we can, we can hear, you. hear you. We can hear you. We can see you. We're all good. I lost my uh, lost my headphones. I was oh. at a, I was at a chili cook-off. You were. And I might have won. Oh. Was it a, oh. was, was it separated? You were separated and socially distanced. Chili we were socially distanced, yes. Masked, socially distanced, yes. What's your secret to a good chili? Although, yes, who could? Who knows? I mean, it could be the the super spreader event of the, of the Delaware River Valley, but I don't think so. Everybody was masked mm. and distant, oh. and it was outdoors, freezing I'm cold. Sure. I'm sure it'd be and, okay. Um, and you won. Yeah. Was it turkey mm -hmm. chili? Was it beef chili? Was it no? It's uh, it's, it's a beef and pork. Really? It's a beef and pork mole chili. Ooh, nice. And there that wasn't a whole really lot good. of it Ooh. left before I even got it there. <laughs> is there a secret recipe? <laughs> there is a secret recipe, and I'll be What's, happy to what? share it with you. Okay, I'm excited. Oh. It's not that secret then. It's a um, chocolate. You just put chocolate in your chili. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. So, Nina, you, uh, you, have you voted yet? I, I have not, but, you know, I was driving around in Pennsylvania about three hours ago. Oh, yeah? Because it's right across the river. And... Um, I saw dueling signs on a lot of back roads that used to be just Trump signs. I mean, there are lots of Trump signs back there on the dirt roads in, in Pennsylvania, yeah. but right across the road, <laughs> there, are there are signs that say Republicans for Biden. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you from 20, mm -hmm. I was here in 2016, mm -hmm. and I, just, on, just on the yard sign fervor up here, the, the, the fervor is less this mm -hmm. year. Uh, and I think he's going to lose PA. Mm. It was terrific yesterday. You know, Ivanka was in Waymart, which is this kind of old godforsaken uh, coal mining town about 50 miles away from here. It was 40 degrees and freezing rain. And I thought, here they've sent her out to try to win the state that they are so far not going to be able to cheat steal. 
mm-hmm. because they haven't been able to get away with that thing that they've done in uh, in Wisconsin of trying to trying to fiddle with the um, the, the timing on the on the uh, ballots, which you probably have already talked about tonight. We, the, we didn't uh, speak no, so much about that uh, about that that. Yeah, no. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, what they did in Wisconsin, what what Kavanaugh did in Wisconsin, right? Uh, they're they're trying to do elsewhere. Um, and, and you know, I did I did hear you, uh, Greg, saying that um, you know it's Roger Stone isn't around and Manafort and okay, you know maybe it's maybe maybe those guys are locked up, but honestly, I think that these people have hobgoblins all over the place right now, and and they're out there, they're out there um, examining the uh, all of their options. And, you know, I came up in covering politics in Chicago. There are a million ways to steal an election. Ooh. So you got to be careful. I mean, don't don't count on, you know, there if you've got that many lawyers out there looking for a anomaly and if they're going to find them and they're going to bring them up to, you know, the the most powerful beer drinking sober in in history and he's going to write a, a ruling, then you know, you may be stuck with You're this thing for sober. a little bit longer. Yeah, I mean, it really is, is once it mm. uh, once it gets if it's a tight vote, then it's you know who knows what will happen because it it will end up in the courts and it will go up to SCOTUS because yeah. that's the one they've bought and so yeah. uh, you know then we'll see what happens. We, we, we our, our side has lawyers too. I, I don't know, you know. Yeah, we, we only have three I judges on the Supreme three Court. Or four lawyers that are Democrats. We're, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Uh, I know. You know Mark Elias. We've we've pushed our they, they our, our, our fundraising. Mark Elias could be everywhere at once. So. You know, he's like Superman. He is. And uh, he, he, okay. we also is, have Batman. Nina, do you, follow, do you follow Mark Elias? Batman. Do yeah. you follow Mark Elias? Ant-Man. No. <laughs> Mark's a f- amazing. A must follow. Tell him. Tell her about it, Mark, Eric. Tell him about him. Well, if you follow Mark Elias, he's he's doing all this litigation at this super high level for for voting rights for all Americans. And yes. if you follow his, uh, he's got the happiest little Twitter feed there, where it's like you know, every forty eight minutes he's like, wait, well, hold on, we have Supreme Court victory. Up, oh, uh, hold on, Pennsylvania Supreme Court, and it's and you're like, okay, let's check it. It's okay, maybe it's gonna go our way. It's like, yeah, Republicans got back down. Okay, mob got back down. And you got slapped down. Uh, Democrats win. Uh, these guys, they had to stay. Now wow. that's blocked. It's done. So he, I mean, and, okay. and it's he's in the dozens and dozens of of yeah. uh, of successes. So. Okay. I mean, that's where we're yeah. at. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I just think it's, it's, uh, I mean, I, I agree. I think, I think that we've, we've got the fervor on the fervor, the, it's a referendum on the incumbent and he doesn't have the support that he used to, but I still think that his enablers and supporters are, they're out there. There are little, little elves and hobgoblins and they're all over the place. And Hopefully but he doesn't have the core of the Republican, you know, he doesn't have the old core of the Republican Party, which he did have in 2016. Because they're mean, all in prison. Well, I mean, like, no, the guys who are voting <laughs> against him. There's, 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 it just, it's too small a, a coalition he's got now. There's just no real way that he can do this in a, in a convincing way. And even if he can cheat and steal his way through it, it's going to be so hard for him to rule. I mean, it's just going to, you know, we'll have to descend into chaos, which may be part of the plan, but, you know, uh, yeah, they love chaos. Um, but I'm yeah. with Nina. Let's yeah. Let's keep it on the positive tip and keep the morale up. But let you know. Well, the, the Arabs have a, a great saying: "Trust in God, but tie your camel." <laughs> so I'm going to go. Uh, let's, let's all vote. 
Makes sense, right? It's good um, thing. Been Matt, around a while. Have you talked about Omaha yet and what happened there? No. 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 Let's, oh. Can we talk about that? Because that's that, Can we talk that really about Omaha, be, please? Eric, yeah, I know please, you've only got a few minutes. Do you wanna, <laughs> Eric's only got a few minutes. So uh, let's uh, say, Eric, is there anything you want to say before you go? And then we'll. Uh, All right. Please, no, I'm um, so hungry. Everybody, uh, you know, be, be cheerful like we're up by 20. And I heard we're down by 10 in all the, uh, in all the swing states to get all your friends to vote. Love you guys. Mwah. Narrative's independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative and check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to subscribe and download. Bye.